Okay, and I'll count it back. Three, two, one. Welcome to Personal Financial Strategy, the podcast, a podcast wholly devoted to you and your relationship with money, bringing expertise to bear on how you earn, invest, and spend your hard-earned cash. I'm your host, Tony King, and today we welcome a special guest to the podcast, Beth Probst. Welcome to the Personal Financial Strategy podcast, Beth. Hi, Tony. How are you today? Good, good. Good to see you today. This fine, uh, we're in we're in late March or getting to be late March, and I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's cloudy and rainy today, believe yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear that because I'm looking at my my little uh, weather down in my, my little taskbar at the bottom of my computer, and although it says mostly sunny, it's 43 degrees. So um, welcome to welcome to the Midwest in March. Uh, I think tomorrow it's supposed to be 70 and, you know, uh, it, it, we just go on the roller coaster here. So you don't have that so much in Phoenix. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, in fact, we get these uh, rainy, gloomy days and we love them. We just I bet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, we have a lot to talk about. And I'm, I, I've been really thinking about kids and money and parents and college and all that goes along with that. I mean, it just is, it's a great topic. Thank you for having me today. It is. Thanks for coming. I'll I'll introduce you as the founder of a company called At The Core, uh, established in 2012. And At The Core is engaged in empowering students with knowledge and tools as they prepare to make the very important decisions that surround their transition from high school to their future. Is that pretty much summit? I at a very high level, um, absolutely. And and then there's, you know, I know we're going to touch upon how do we do that? How do we support? And and I think it's a fair question. You know, a lot of times families will think, well, won't my school do a lot of that kind of support? You know, isn't there someone in a, in a school that will help? And the reality is um, that across America, the the ratio of student to school counselor is so high, and it's so it's sad. We've we've strapped them with so many things that they're responsible to do: um, mental health counseling, disciplinary counseling, drug and alcohol counseling. Um, they're supposed to help our kids, you know, with course selection, and then oh by the way, college and career counseling, yes, <laughs> and then then yes. they're supposed to do it for a huge number of kiddos. So the reality is that a lot of us won't get, um, a lot of our kids won't get the kind of support that we might need, and so a lot of organizations um, exist across the U.S. that help in different ways, um, and different families need need different kinds of help. So some want some help with ACT or SAT. Some, you know, their kiddo has giant question marks over their head about, you know, what am I going to do after high school? If I go to college, what am I going to study? Some help with, you know, essays and applications. And so I I think it's just really important for families to reach out to those resources and coaches that can help them Mm -hmm. in their time of need. Indeed, indeed. In fact, you know, I'm on the back end of launching Four young women into the world. Um, oh, they're all post college. Wow! Uh, yeah. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. They're That's all a- they're all thriving and doing well. But I will say we we met a few years too late, Beth, because <laughs> that I I I remember the transition well from yep. high school to college and um and you know having four kids and uh, doing it four times. That transition was 
Mm-hmm. For some, it was seamless. And for some, it was quite bumpy because bumpy. We, yep. we didn't have someone like you to kind of help us through that transition. Is it okay if I call you a uh, a guide? I think that's a that's a great name, and and I and I will also very quickly uh, uh, speak to the the whole team that is with me on this journey. There's 15 of us oh, really? that do yes that do different things to help families and students, but we especially are focusing on um, helping that student really answer the question well why does anyone go to college i think we'll talk about that in a second but i that is that's a real um thought provoking question that a lot of kids don't have a great answer for and unfortunately if they get stuck on that then a lot of the decision process kind of cascades from there in a in a troubling way so we can we can talk about that but yeah i i think uh, I think my team would be thrilled to be referred to as guides. Um, we like to know, we 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 know that we come alongside a family and a student at a time when they need someone to help shine a flashlight into that dark future, you know, that unknown, and help them see what's there and help them get excited. I mean, Tony, I'm I'm looking at the two of us. We're smiling as we're talking about this. Clearly, we like the work that we do. And we, as, as an organization at the core, we want every student to move toward work they will love. Yes. Isn't that an awesome, That's don't a we great, want that? Great mission. Yeah. For our kids, we mm-hmm. want them to, to be motivated. <laughs> I told you I was not going to have an edit. Gosh, darn it. And that cough was coming. Yeah. Thanks guys. You can, you can yeah, edit sorry out that about cough. That. Sorry. Sorry. We want them to be motivated. We want them to have a sense of how jobs can align with their lifestyle goals. I want them to go to work and think, I get to go do this today. This thing actually like plays to my strengths and my interests. Um, but that isn't just going to magically happen. Right, <laughs> we, right. we, you know, so so that that unveils the the discussion of how to help our kids well. Exactly. Exactly. Well, very excited about it. I wonder, Beth, if you'd, you'd, if you'd uh, um, just back up a few steps and and give us a, a sense of your journey and how you what your background is and how you ended up doing what you're doing today. That's it's a it's a great question. Um, like most folks, my career path had twists and turns. Um, I started at, out studying information technology at Purdue University, um, learning to be a database administrator um, in the application development world years and years and years ago. And if you you can't, our, our listeners can't see, but I have this giant gray streak of hair. Um, so this was, You're in the club. This was many, many moons ago. Um, and sometimes students will say, did they have computers back then? And I'll say, oh yes, they were just really large and really slow. So, so I studied that and actually loved very much what I was studying, uh-huh. but I had a moment of crisis during college because I learned that this single job that we were all marching toward, and it was really to be like a, like a low level programmer inside of a large organization. I knew that job was not right for me. I don't know how exactly I would have said it at 19 or 20, but it would have been something like oh no, you know, I won't have enough people interaction. I want to help 
individual, I want to help solve problems. And, and although coding, you know, was going to ultimately deliver a solution, I wanted to be part of the problem solving mm -hmm. process. And that just wasn't going to happen. And so I, I got like that moment of, oh no, how do I match up what I know about myself with the kind of work that I could do. So that was a very big aha moment that came around later in my life, uh, 11 years ago, starting this work. But I ended up, the solution to that was just luck. I, I ended up seeing a man um, come back to our program to speak to us. He was a graduate of our, our program and he was doing something different um, in the world of, of technology. And I ended up um, following him into that kind of style of work, which was really more, um, as a trusted advisor working for technology companies. So in a, in more of a pre-sales technical role. So nice. love that and, and grew into lots of different um, different roles within technology companies. And then career twists and turns um, was able to, to be a stay at home parent for a number of years, was able to go back uh, and do some different kinds of part-time work and then found kind of stumbled upon kids in my life who were preparing to make decisions about the end of high school. And they were making really unstable, I would say maybe weak choices. Like they didn't have a lot. I would ask a lot of questions. Um, interviewing was one of my big skills, Tony. So not only interviewing for folks that we were hiring, but interviewing in terms of a pre-sales type interview. So that trusted advisor making sure. So I would I had spent hours and hours and hours and hours of my professional life interviewing people. Ah. So I started, so I started interviewing these teenagers and I would say, you know, oh my gosh, tell me, what are you thinking about studying? And have you done, you know, what kinds of careers sound interesting to you? And what do you know about yourself? You know, come on, tell me, what do you, what was, what's your, what's been your favorite thing that you've ever learned? And why was that your favorite thing? And what do you struggle with? And, you know, what things are important to you? Just try, and these kids were like, boom, you know, yeah. head, head blown. And, and I knew that was really the genesis of, you know, the, the light bulb moment for me, can I do something in a structured process that helps students move through thinking and engagement about who they are and what kinds of careers can be a great fit for them so that they get to the end of high school and make the next decisions with more confidence and clarity. Right, right. And it just got it's just gotten more interesting, hasn't it, in the last, I don't know, well, probably sure. since you since you started your company. Uh, I mean, this whole notion or this idea of I mean, when you and I were going through college, it, wasn't it just a of course you're different. going to college. It, it was college, different. Yeah, I mean, it's it was different in a in a couple ways. There, for some families, there was just an expectation that you would go, and that you would figure it out. Um, there was there were also many less students at that time in college than there are today. So, so we were a bit more rare as we came out of college. It was almost like no matter what you had studied, there was going to be an employer who was willing to scoop you up because you had a college degree, which told them something. Right. And then mm -hmm. the other thing that was really different was the cost. Right. So if we were to wander through college and spend mm -hmm. five years, mm -hmm. it wasn't going to make a significant mm -hmm. impact um, 
in a loan situation or in a retirement situation if your parents were paying for college. So those things were different then. And today, of course, the price is different, which impacts a lot of um, the worry and concern about the value of that that college experience. That's the whole thing. The value question has kind of come out of nowhere um, in the last 10, 15, maybe even a little bit longer than that years. Um, and I, you know, and I certainly with my children, <clears throat> now young ladies, um, I I thought about that a lot. I thought about yep. it because because uh we were we were spending quite a bit of money um at four different colleges and i was i you know being who i am and kind of living living in the day-to-day finance of people that uh, of yeah. working families um i i just naturally slide over to value and uh, so you know that so that begs the question well, why does anyone go to college it costs a lot of money does it guarantee anything nope Kind of is a good question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, so my favorite people to ask that question to are students, and almost universally, they will say, "I know I'm going to college," and and I'll put this in quotes mm-hmm. to get a better job, to get a better job. They say that almost universally, uh-huh. and occasionally I'll get one that'll say, "No, nah, it's to get away from my mom and dad," and you know, we've <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, that's in there too. That we get that." But, but they know that that investment is being made so that they go away and gain skills and experiences that allow them to get a job that they wouldn't be able to get if they hadn't gone to college. Right. So they know, they know that. They right. will say that and they know that. And I think once that's on the table for discussion, then it really it it kind of dovetails into this next natural part of the decision process, which is to try to, uh, so, so families, but in my opinion, there are really three big decisions to make at the end of high school. Certainly you've done this four times, so <laughs> I've done it twice. Mm-hmm. So that you, you have to pick the college. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is in no, no particular order that I'm sharing these three. You do pick a college because that's where you load up the van and the um, SUV and drive everything there. That's where the kid will go. They do have to pick a major. They do. And then and then study and pass all the courses in that major. And then they actually need to have their eyes lifted up pretty quickly on a first job or career path. Because as you and I know, um, those years of college go amazingly fast. Um, oh, and yeah. I will tell, I will tell parents, um, I'm here at, at, to tell you that they go even faster than the years of high school go. Some parents think, oh my gosh, high school race by just wait. College yeah. is like, like, um, turbo, uh, time. It's amazing. <laughs> so, so of those three big decisions, a lot of families don't know anything about how to help their kiddos with the major part or the career thinking. So they set those two aside and they can fall into the trap of focusing just on the college. Oh, so guilty, can, guilty is charged. And, and, and it's fun though. It's fun to go on the college visits and 
go to a game and buy the t-shirt and do the tour and, you know, all of it. It's very fun. Mm -hmm. However, if we go back to what that kiddo said, which, you know, those thousands of kiddos we've interviewed, why does anyone go to college to get a better job? Then I think um, it's, it's important for me to personally challenge families to think of those three in different in a different order mm-hmm. and to add one more to the start. So we believe that families should help their student consider what they're good at, what they like, what they what they value, what they struggle with, what they prefer, their lifestyle goals. We call that self-assessment. Mm-hmm. So if that kiddo can take stock of who they are, what makes them tick, what they enjoy, then number two, they can start to tie that together to careers that can be a great fit for them, right? So, right, oh, I right. know I shouldn't be an EMT because, or someone else says, oh, I would love to be an EMT because, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. each of us, they're built differently and, right. and we should, but we have to start with at the heart of it, who are we, what makes us tick, and then connect that to potential careers that can be a great fit for us. That's step two. Step three, listen, I haven't said college yet. Step three is figure out what kind of education I need. What are the requirements for the kinds of jobs that I'm thinking about? Do I need to go to a four-year college? Do I need a graduate degree? Do I need a specialized two-year program? Do I need our credentials and certifications the better way into my field? Um, every, Every career is different. It has different educational requirements, but that's number three. Then... Then, 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 if your child needs to attend a traditional four-year university, you'll have an eye on what kinds of majors you're thinking about, and you'll start to search for colleges that meet all of your students' criteria, including having a quality major program that has a track record of having people launch into the kinds of careers that your student is interested in. Oh, that makes so much sense. Self-assessment. So I'm going to say them again. Self-assessment. Then you tie to that the career thinking that can be a great fit for that student. And that takes some some training because our kids don't know how to do that. Then you would do the educational requirements. What kinds of education are needed for the is needed for the jobs that are on the table. Then if a college is needed, which one can, which ones of the thousands of colleges that are out there, yeah. about 2,000 four-year colleges, which ones can be a great fit? Right, right. So that's our challenge to families. Right. And I can see maybe uh, being a financial coach, I can see when you get to that last step, maybe a financial coach could fold in there and go, hey, let's look at this list of schools and let's compare prices. And, and- 100% because because a lot of experts will share that your BS is or BA on some level is a commodity. So if I'm going to grab a, a, a Bachelor of Science in accounting or in biology or in engineering, engineering might be a little bit different. There are some different things that turn on at certain certain universities. Um, but in general, if we can view those as a that BS or that bachelor's degree as a commodity, then what do we do with all commodities, Tony? We want to spend as little as possible That's right. That's for right. the commodity. And we want to get, because it, the less we spend on the front end, the higher return there is on the backside. And, and another thing we do is we really coach families to consider it's what you what your student does 
when they're in college that makes a difference to how they launch at the back end of college. So that would be things like co-ops, internships, research, part-time work, um, just gaining all those experiences so that the employer, the eventual employer um, is valuing who you are as a new hire to their organization. Mm -hmm. So um, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a checkbox. You know, did you learn what I needed you to learn? Yes. But on top of that, what additional experiences did you have in college that make you valuable to us as your new employer? Right. We we do a lot of coaching on that side as well. Great. I have, I have so many questions, so I got to pick a few (laughs) here. Hit me. Let's (laughs) rapid fire. Hit Um, me. All right. Okay. So let's think. Um, okay. If, if, if you yourself, somebody listening right now, or maybe a parent listening right now, um, has a, has a kiddo that's, uh, arcing towards college, what, what's the best, what's the optimal timing for you to intersect with someone like that? And what is it's a great question. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to add a layer of complexity to our discussion, which is that there are what I would call mechanical college preparation steps that um, are separate and different from the self-assessment and career exploration and major discussion. Okay. So that, that the, the college prep steps, the mechanical side um, again, different from an individual, who right. am I, what kinds of careers can be fit for me, et cetera. Both are important and different families have different needs and timing associated with both of those. So let's start with the first one, the the, the mechanical college prep steps. Um, and by the way, Tony, uh, our customers pulled us into doing that work as well oh. very early on. They said, oh my gosh, thank you so much for helping us with the self-assessment career exploration side. Our kiddo is is much more, they have a rudder in the water now. They know where they're heading, but we still have to think about college applications and essays and ACT, SAT, and can you help us with that? And and early on, I thought, well, your your high school counselor should be helping you with that. And let's circle back that that's that's challenging. So we have um, a huge expertise in that college, the mechanical steps as well. And frankly, Tony, we give most of that away. Um, we do a free newsletter that's filled with information. We do a ton of free webinars, but some of our webinars have a $29 family ticket price just to help recoup some of our costs to build those. I mean, they're very accessible, very mm-hmm. bite-sized. Mm-hmm. Um, so when a family is ready, Um, When you start having, you know, you're ready when you start having questions that you want answered, like, is the ACT or SAT still something that kids take? When do we take college visits? Whenever you're starting to think about it, that's a wonderful time to get engaged with a resource that you can trust. And and for thousands of families across the U.S., that's I'm proud to say that's at the core Anybody can join our mailing list at any time on our website, gettingatthecore.com. That's the college planning mechanical step side. On the other side of the fence, the deeper thinking about self-assessment, career exploration, and tying that together to potential uh, educational paths, that's work um, that we do that's very unique called guided 
self-assessment. It's a one-on-one -on -one process, but we can't do that process, Tony, until a student has amassed enough experiences to be able to have these one-on-one -on -one conversations that we had. So we do five one-hour interviews between a facilitator and a student to get that student to really consider their experiences, their skills, their strengths, their struggles, their preferences, their values, their lifestyle goals, all of that. So, so having said that, um, our marker for that, kind of our beginning marker is about halfway through sophomore year of high school. That's the earliest we'll okay. do that process with a student. And we will do it all the way through high school and into the first two years of college. So that's our window. It's about a four-year window, kind of sophomore in high school to sophomore in college. That's our 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 niche area. We mm -hmm. um, that's where our process works well. Great. Okay, but it brings up another question. Um, there might be a college sophomore out there listening, and um, what given what you just said, yep, their question will be, "Wow, is it too late for me to yep. engage in that self assessment kind of thing?" It's it's a it's a great question. And and the reason why we stop, so we we normally stop when a student is has completed that second year of college. And the mm -hmm. reason why is because they're so close to the end of college now. They've probably completed um in in most cases, they've completed some of their requirements toward their major. If they're in a spot where they're at a college like the liberal arts college and they're getting ready to pick a major and it's that summer before junior year of college, absolutely we can work with that student. Mm -hmm. The other thing though, Tony, that we push back on, um, just because we're very practical mm -hmm. and I, I don't want to say um, no, I'll say frugal. I'll use frugal for especially for myself. <laughs> um so we'll we'll tell that college student, we tell every college student that calls us and wants help, we're going to turn you back. Um, we're going to turn turn you back around toward your college, and we want you to find your career services department at the college where you are already paying tuition. Right. And you you are you are a, a customer of this college. You should access everything that this college makes available to you in terms of career exploration and self-assessment. And, and between you and me, Tony, what that really is, is it's a lot of online inventories or like online career assessments and students often take those. I, I'm not gonna sound really excited about these because we see those students return to us and say, all right, I did it. And it came back and said that I should be a bartender or it came <laughs> back and said that I should be a sanitation worker or a park ranger. And I know those things aren't right, mm -hmm. but I, so I did it and I'm now no closer, but, but I very much want students, college students, especially to engage with everything that's available to them at the college level um, before they come back uh, to us. Okay. Um, I hope that makes sense. It does. I, I, it okay. does. Um, uh, if you can speak to the college sophomore that didn't have the guidance that you give getting into college now they're in their second year and they're going, holy smokes, this is what I'm studying right now is not. For it's me. not right. Yep. Yep. Um, so that so that kiddo. So that kiddo is a very special kiddo to us. Um, they uh, I tend to refer to that young adult as very motivated. And the reason why is all around them. Other people seem to be like 
clunking into their spot, like clink, clink, clunk. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be this. I'm going to do this. But they still feel like they have not encountered anything that feels good and right to them. And a lot of it still boils down to, Tony, they may be taking a lot of gen ed classes that feel a lot like high school. So they may just not have randomly chosen an elective in college that was the light bulb moment for them. I, I, I get that. They also likely have maintained um, what we call career illiteracy. So we, we're, we're not being mean and no one likes the word illiterate, but students that we um, have shared that phrase with, with them that we say, we call you career illiterate, is that okay? And they think about it and they're like, no, yeah, it's okay. We really do. We really don't know very much about real world careers. Yeah. You can use that. So I have their authorization. Okay. So that college sophomore probably has not um, done much to gain a sense of what kinds of careers are even out there to get excited about having their eye on something and be moving toward something. They're just kind of floating through those first years of college. And, and you want to know who else is worried in that, in that scenario, mom and dad, because yeah. they're, they're also seeing that their yeah. kiddo is not, they haven't found their thing. They're mm. not connected. And, and the, the tick tock, the clock is ticking, you know, in that college experience. So, so what magic thing is going to happen that suddenly causes my child to know what their path is. And I would say magic is not really a reliable strategy. <laughs> um, and so those families will will tap on our shoulder and say, can you help? And again, for that college sophomore, we absolutely can help, but we'll turn them back around to utilize what their college provides to them before we will engage with that student, just because we think that's a responsible thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's bump it up a notch. <clears throat> um, this person is graduated. They've started their career. And then they get the, uh-oh, Yep. this is not for me. Uh, do you guys? We don't. You don't. We don't. Okay. And the reason why we don't is because the method that we use, um, that interview-based one-on-one process, um, the structure, the structure and the method is perfect for the window of student that high school sophomore through high school or through college sophomore. Once that student gets into the working world and they've had some experiences, it really changes their mindset. They're more informed. There are though, the good news is though, Tony, there are lots of individuals out there that will do career counseling and even some self-assessment work for those adults, for those graduates. There are plenty of people out there. In fact, we have a few folks that, because we get asked that question a lot. I'll bet. Um, so we know some folks uh, who do great work in that area, and we include their information as a resource um, to families on our own um, website. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, and, and a lot, you know, people can sometimes have that, you know, you, you describe that person who's maybe recently out of college, it could be five years out of college. It could be 10 years out of college. And someone's right. like, I know this isn't right for me. And they, and, and Tony, they're, they're seeking work that they love. They want right. to go to work every day and be joyful. And so they have to take a little bit of time and effort to, to engage with someone who can help them through that process. But, right. but we just have that window. We have that, we're specialized in that mm -hmm. window of that mm -hmm. young adult time. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I, that question really comes out of something that I was observing maybe a couple of years ago during, during the pandemic. Yeah, I'm sure you heard of the great resignation. For sure. And absolutely. Uh, I think that was, I'm not even sure that happened, Beth, but if it did. But it got some press, didn't it? Yeah. If it did, I got to believe that's what, that's the motivator behind it. That's, that's what the genesis of the great resignation was. People kind of light bulb going off. I hate my life. I hate my job. <laughs> I'm going to go do something else. And and everyone should do something that they love. And I think, you know, it, it's such an emotional decision about, you know, especially when we're talking about teenagers making decisions about college, it costs a lot of money. What are they going to study? What are they going to do when they're done? How do we make these decisions? And, and emotion comes into it. Um, there's still a lot of this I, I, I should I some kids feel like I should do this you know my parents want me to do this and so then that can surface later you know at 25 or 27 when that kiddo did the thing that made everyone around them happy and proud but then they they realize and they speak up maybe for the first time this is not really right for me and and I'm so proud when individuals whether they are young adults or you know older adults speak up and say, I know I need to make a change. Mm-hmm. I know this is not right for me. And, and I want to t- make the effort um, mm-hmm. to really dig into this and decide uh, how to make a shift and a change that's right for me. Yeah. And I'll just give a little note here because one of my uh, four daughters had that experience. Um, and here here's the path that she followed through college. She went to a very um, a high quality college in Southern California and re- received an accounting degree. The reason she received an accounting degree was she was good at accounting. She is good at accounting. Um, and she was yep. just kind of following her gifts, if you will. Yep. And um, she she graduated and went to work in public accounting and my phone rang about eight months later, and she was one of those. She said, "Yeah, I hate this. <laughs> I don't want and, and, to do this." And, and so, and so, that's such a great. I love that she had that visceral reaction. We we see that a lot. Like even it, sometimes in a high school student, that'll come out in our interviews. Like, I hate English. Okay, so she said, "I hate this. I don't want to do this." And and someone on the adult coaching side could have helped her or hopefully if she interacted with someone, the way that someone can tease out the rest of that is to get her to really unpack what parts of what she's doing um, are the, the really unpleasant parts. Like, is it, you know, when I think about public accounting, I think about a highly competitive cutthroat environment. I also think about super duper long hours. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think about work that's maybe kind of interesting also. So so, so someone would want to just dig into those layers and help that individual sort through um, which parts are actually mm-hmm. kind of interesting and good. What do I want to take with me to the next job I do? 
Mm-hmm. And which things do I want do I want to leave behind in the garbage mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. and not have not have any more? So I, I think that's just that's the beauty of a coach that can really help that student, um, in our case, that high school or college student do this kind of thinking. And again, there are also individuals who do that kind of advising with adults. Um, what a joy to help someone really come to understand, you know, because we do, Tony, we do get in the weeds sometimes as humans. We're so far down in what we're doing that it's hard for us to pull back up to that 10,000 foot level and really see it for what right, it right. is. And, and that's right. what someone from the outside can help do. And I know you do that as well, I'm sure, mm-hmm. with with families as, as they look at, you know, they're in their money world in the weeds. And sometimes well, it takes someone from the it. outside to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my whole reason for existing, actually. Right. Uh, See? Yeah. It's, uh, it is good. And, you know, uh, I will, <laughs> I have a regret, regret in my own personal situation with my daughter. Um, uh, cause, cause the best counsel I offered her at the time was, um, First of all, I thought it was very courageous for her to kind of step forward and just say it. Um, Yep. (laughs) I give her I give her a a giant A plus for that. Yep. And um, the best I could help because I'm not a professional in your area. The best I could do. Oh, it's just so lame. But I okay, it's fine, honey. Uh, Just. Take some time and think about what you do want to do and call me back. <laughs> See, but but you did you but you you were put on the spot and you helped her as best as best as you could. Well, thank so you. I, You're being gracious, but but uh, she probably could have used a little more than but you know, she's a real uh she's a, a a dynamo and I mean the phone rang 2 weeks later and she said, "Okay, I know what I want to do." Perfect. So she yeah. she took steps and she figured it out. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. So so I, I think, you know, for all of us, just to kind of summarize, you know, the key idea that I would like to get across is that going back to, to that concept, we all want our students to once they have finished up their schooling, where at whatever level they finish at whatever investment we've made, we want them to, to move from home to work every day and smile and be joyful and be challenged and be paid in a way that um, matches up with what they want from their life and their lifestyle um, and their other lifestyle goals in terms of, you know, work environment and work hours, all those things. We want them to be joyful in the work that they do. And once again, that will not just magically happen. We have to take action and I'll, I'll just leave families with the thought that if we could just dial up more of the self-assessment and career exploration activities at the time of college searching and dial down just a little bit the amount of effort and time and money we put into searching for colleges, right? I, I promise you. I promise you, you will reap many, many dividends if your kiddo spends the time thinking about self-assessment and career exploration and the kinds of majors that can be a great fit. That is actually the fuel that makes for an amazing college search. If I know why I'm going, 
it makes the whole college search part so much more meaningful. Right. Um, and that's what I'd really encourage families to just think about. And if we can help, we would love to help. Um, again, the work that we do is very unique. It's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so cool. I, I Frankly, I needed it. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was moving from high school to college, I didn't share this at the beginning, but Tony, I followed a brother into the exact same major. I'm like, well, oh, yeah. he's, he's doing okay there and um, seems kind of interesting and kind of aligned with what I want. And it, and it was, thankfully it was, yeah. but, but it was not, you know, I, I needed someone to help me shine a flashlight on what I knew right. about me. And, right. and, and I didn't have that kind of help. So, so right. I think this is a gift that families can give their, their student so that they can have a, a wiser, more clear and confident approach to the choices they make at the end of, of high school. That's excellent. Yes. I really wish I had, you know, not to one up you or anything, but I followed my friends. <laughs> that's that's very common. No, no, that's very common too. And oh, many, what a lame. <laughs> no, we, you know what? We all made decisions as best as we could at the time. And I, I mm-hmm, think, mm-hmm. and again, we've already talked about what, you know, what was different back then in that college process. And I, I think as long as we pay attention and we, we shift and turn, um, and 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 again, key, pay attention to what we know about ourselves. That's the key that will unlock um, a, a world of work that that can be a great fit for us. We just want those students not to get to the end of high school right. and have so many question marks over their head that they, you know, they're lost and they don't. But but going to college is the, you know, is the 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 goal or what is my family's you know choice for me? Therefore, I will go. And then someone's writing ginormous checks. And if that kiddo doesn't figure things out, it becomes stressful for everyone. And that's just 100% avoidable, 100% avoidable. Right, right. And we haven't even touched on the college debt topic. Maybe we'll have to do another podcast. You <laughs> might have to do another one. I Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, there's Tony, if you're up for it, I, I would definitely talk again. And we could dig into that discussion about money as it relates to like, how do families really, how should they have that discussion about money while their kiddo is in high school? When is the right time to do it? What is that? What does that discussion about money in college? How does that sound? How can it be framed? You know, what about debt? How does a family discuss that? You know, what, what levers are there that, that families can um, twist and turn um, that can actually impact the cost of college? Um yes. I'd be happy to to have that discussion because everybody wants to pay less for college. So I'm, I'm writing it down on the docket docket right now. Sign me up. We'll do uh, we'll do session two. Great. Tony, thank you. This was so much fun. I'm so glad we great. got the time to to do this together. Hey Beth, what's the best way our audience could get in touch with you? For sure. So so our our hub is our website, which is gettingatthecore.com. So, so the name of the company is At The Core. And, and again, the website is gettingatthecore.com. All of our social media links are there for folks that want to connect with us. We post frequently um, on all flavors of social media. So you can kind of stay, keep your finger on the pulse of things to the level you want to. Um, on that webpage, again, you'll find our uh, the link to subscribe to our free high school, college, and career planning newsletter. It comes out every single Sunday morning filled with 
actionable uh, little tidbits for you to kind of click on and in a nice tight fashion. And then um, we do tons of free stuff um, that I talked about on the college uh, process, really that college prep process. And the key, if you like what I was saying about self-assessment and career exploration, that's called guided self-assessment. And that is the the one-on-one process we do with those high school sophomores through college sophomores. Um, You can find information and videos and all kinds of things about that on our website as well. Great. Thanks so much, Beth. That's gettingatthecore.com. And we're going to sign off and I'm going to ask the strategists out there to keep on strategizing. Have a great day, Beth. Thank you, Tony. Let me start.